You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I think one of the invitations that Jesus is giving us for this Lent is to give up anger, bitterness, and resentment. Anger, bitterness, and resentment. That would be a great Lenten resolution. I'm just going to go ahead and leave these things behind me. Maybe a couple of you were watching the Super Bowl last weekend, and during the commercial breaks, you might have noticed that Jesus made an appearance not just once, but twice. There was a collaboration of many Christian benefactors that were able to get these two ads for 20 million dollars. It's just hard to wrap your mind around it, but when you think about how many people they're able to reach with a simple message about Jesus, you have to wonder if it might not be worth the while, especially with their second message. The first one is a good feel-good message that we're called to be like children. The second message was really to the point. Let's put it that way. It was a series of still frames, black and white photos of people in in serious argument with each other or serious conflict with each other, yelling at each other. And it was just ugly, ugly humanness. That's what was on those photos. And then at the end, the line that you were invited to read because it wasn't read to you was, Jesus loves the people that we hate. Jesus loves the people that we hate. And this is the, the campaign of He gets us. He gets us. If I were to choose one message, one hard message from all of Jesus' teachings that would be especially relevant for our very divided culture and society, it would probably be this one, to love our enemies. We love the idea of love. We love loving the world, but it's the people that are around us that we don't like. As soon as it becomes a little bit more concrete in these photos, they, they shared and showed the political division, the left versus the right, the divisions as a result of the pandemic, one thing after another. And I think it's so good and so helpful for us. You've heard me say this before, but I think it bears repeating that at the end of the day, the fundamental enemy is not another human person. Another human person is not ultimately the enemy. The source of all evil, as we heard about in that Advent series, the source of all evil and the real enemy is an invisible one, and his name is Satan, the father of lies, the accuser, the liar, the one who tries to turn us against each other and gets us to believe that he doesn't even exist. He throws gasoline on our tensions and our divisions, and he delights as we are at each other's throats. So important, the primary enemy that we're dealing with and contending with here is Satan himself. So if it comes down to giving up bitterness, anger, resentment for Lent, how does one even begin to do that? That seems like a tall order. I would suggest to you a very simple 
concept that Jesus repeated multiple times emphatically. This is very simple, but it is not easy. And that is the way of forgiveness. The way of forgiveness. Now, just a few clarifying terms here. When we're talking about forgiveness, we're not talking about forgetting the harm that has been done to us. On the contrary, it is recognizing the full extent of the hurt that has been done to us. We can't help what we forget. So it's not about forgetting. And it's also not about a feeling to like someone that has hurt us. No, not at all. It's not saying that we don't need to have healthy boundaries with someone that continues to hurt us. We don't have to necessarily throw ourselves into a toxic relationship. We're invited to have healthy boundaries in those cases. When I talk about forgiveness, I'm talking about a choice. A choice, an act of the will to release them, but also ourselves from this poison that is unforgiveness. Because at the end of the day, we believe that anger actually gives us power over the other person. If I hold on to this anger, then I can control them. But we know in reality, the only person that's controlled by our unforgiveness is us. We are the ones that are enslaved. And that's why Jesus preemptively forgives a whole bunch of people in the gospel. It's hard to find even a single instance where someone asks for forgiveness before Jesus gives it. We would love to have people come on their knees saying, please forgive me for what I've done. But Jesus invites us to forgive before they've even asked for forgiveness and regardless of whether they're sorry or not, so that we can be free. I mentioned at the beginning of Mass the key to this really hard teaching of loving our enemies and forgiving those who trespass against us, as we say in every Our Father, is to realize that we ourselves have first been forgiven and we don't deserve it. On the cross, Jesus looks at the people that are currently crucifying him and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The one person who is truly innocent in every single way is the one that's extending forgiveness to break this cycle of unforgiveness that we perpetuate. They hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them back. They hurt me, so I'm going to prosecute them back. This is not the way of Jesus. He invites us to a higher standard that he himself gives us the power to do. So as we approach this altar, I want to hold out something that we do every single Mass, and that is the exchange of peace. The exchange of peace is not to just say hello to the people around you. This is an external sign that the church is offering us as a sign that we have been reconciled with our brothers and sisters. We're not holding on to resentment. And so we can receive Jesus in the Eucharist with a clear conscience, knowing that we're not only at peace with God, but at peace with our brothers and sisters. Jesus himself said, if you come to offer something and you realize that your brother or sister has something against you, be reconciled with that person. Leave your offering. Be reconciled and then come back. The sign of peace is so powerful. It's so powerful. It's meant to be a sign. Jesus, I have released. I have released this person, though they don't deserve it, because I don't deserve it. And you have released me. So as we approach this Eucharist, I invite us to... Make an act of forgiveness. Again, this is a choice. It's not about forgetting. It's not 
about a feeling. And it's, n- it's not about not having healthy boundaries with this person. It's about releasing ourselves from those tentacles of anger, bitterness, resentment that wrap around our heart that not only make it hard for us to love, it also makes, us hard to re- it makes it hard for us to receive love. It truly is a self-suffocating experience. So I'd like to extend to you, Jesus would like to extend to you the opportunity to receive already now some freedom for your heart, to receive Him in the Eucharist with a clear conscience, to be reconciled not only to Him, but to one another. And so if you're open to it, I'm going to have us repent of our own sins, to extend forgiveness to someone else, and perhaps even harder than extending forgiveness to someone else, maybe that person that's been coming to your mind as I've been speaking about these things, is to extend forgiveness to ourselves. It said in that first reading, I don't know if you caught it, the, one of the two great commandments that Jesus himself said from the old law, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But let's be honest, sometimes we don't love ourselves very well. One of my friends, I was just sharing, talking with her about her past Lent, and she's given up, you know, basically cussing, saying bad words, always a good idea, right? But she realized when she did this a couple of years ago that a lot of her expletives were actually directed at herself. If I were to say the the comparable thing, it would be like saying, gosh darn, Joel, darn it, Joel, this is so toxic. And we wouldn't want to treat someone else like that. And so it's strange that we treat ourselves in this way. Jesus forgives us. And before we are expected to love and to forgive another, we're invited to love and to forgive ourselves. Again, it's not about a feeling, it's about a choice. So I invite us all to make that choice of repenting of our sins, forgiving someone else, that person that's coming to your mind right now, and then to extend forgiveness to ourselves. So if you would, repeat after me. Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Jesus, by your power, I forgive them. Jesus, by your power, I forgive them. Jesus, by your power, I forgive myself. Jesus, by your power, I forgive myself. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Jesus, I choose now to forgive myself. Jesus, I choose now to forgive myself. And as we move forward into this time of Lent, I would invite you to have that prayer in your back pocket. To forgive once is already super important, but we know feelings come back. We know memories come back of the hurt that's been done to us. And it's in those moments that we're invited to renew the forgiveness that we have already extended. Jesus, I forgive them. Jesus, bless them to seal that forgiveness. So now allow me to pray for us as we approach this altar of unity, this altar of reconciliation. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you so much for these, your beloved sons and daughters. I thank you for their openness to live up to this high call that you have asked us to, this love of enemies, to pray for those who persecute us. I ask you, Jesus, to lift off of our minds and hearts any spirits of anxiety, any heaviness, Any bitterness, anger, and resentment, and unforgiveness, I ask you, Jesus, to lift those off of our minds and hearts now so that we can be free. 
I ask you to cleanse us in your precious blood, Jesus, and to fill our hearts with a new spirit of peace, of reconciliation, of forgiveness, not only to others, but even to ourselves. Jesus, teach us to love others as you have first loved us. Jesus, teach us to love our enemies as you have loved us when we have made ourselves your enemy, even to the point of laying down your life on the cross for us. Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We choose now to extend it to ourselves and to those who have trespassed against us. Amen.